Well, let's go to the Word of God. Uh, we've been sharing lessons from what we call the Beatitudes, the attitudes of being. Hallelujah. The mindset of believers. And uh, tonight, let's talk about my best attitude, uh, part three. Blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. Matthew 5, verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. That's my best attitude. Each week, I like to add some commentary uh, to the Beatitudes to give uh, context and further um, perspective. And tonight, the commentary I'd like to add is about uh, the placement or the position of these Beatitudes. Um, they are among the first teachings of Jesus to his disciples. Uh, they're placed first. Placement is always essential. You get the foundation in the beginning. So these attitudes, these mindsets, these personality qualities, uh, these uh, life decision filters are the basis of a believer's blessed experience. You cannot and should not expect to be blessed if you do not embrace these attitudes. Let me qualify what I mean by blessed or blessings. Those things that have the Lord's approval on them. Those indeed are blessings. We tell folk all the time who have a lot of stuff, who get promotion, who have status, who seem to um, win while others losing. We'll tell them in a minute, man, you're blessed, child of God. You sure are enjoying blessings. But we got to remember that they may have stuff, uh, but blessings in the mindset of Jesus are those things that have his approval on them. So the Lord never alters his divine order. Is there any wonder why there is so much discontentment disillusion and disgust among believers, uh, the Holy Ghost operates in order. So the blessed life promised by God is the result of ordered obedience. That's why these Beatitudes appear or are placed first in the teachings of Jesus. It cannot be said well, as long as I do it, or as long as I get around to it, it doesn't work that way. Uh, what if your earthly children, the ones you uh, feed and clothe and uh, provide roof for, 
respond to your commands, well, when I get around to it, you knock them into next week. Please don't report me to DCFS for saying that. Likewise, it's spiritually abusive when we don't respond in the order, the timeliness, the placement, and the position to the commands that the Lord gives. We just can't choose when and how we're going to respond. So that's the opening comment for today. Um, It's always been first things first in Christianity, and these Beatitudes are among the first matters the Lord addresses. Today's uh, third best attitude is meekness. Uh, I taught a lesson during the summer uh, on the fruit of the Spirit in which uh, meekness appeared. Uh, Meekness is also called gentleness. The blessed are the meek. That probably uh, didn't shock the Jewish audience as much as the promise attached to it. They shall inherit the earth. Uh, They've always been told that spiritually proud and self-sufficient were top on the food chain. They thought they could survive spiritually through their own strength, through their own wisdom, through their own resources. Now Jesus drops this bombshell, the meek shall inherit the earth. Now look at the clear progression of thought thus far. First, we recognize and confess our spiritual impoverishment, that we're nothing without God. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Then uh, we mourn for him to come in and we get comforted. Blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. And now in him uh, we see his holiness and his greatness. That's right. There's only one way to be in or stay in the presence and in the service of the Lord to be meek, to be submissive, to be patient, to be gentle. Like Jesus, I told you that meekness is not weakness. Moses was meek. Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. But meekness refers to those who are patient in relation to their circumstances. We may may not have prerogative to pick the predicaments of life, but we can choose how we go through them, how we face them, how we react in them. Meekness is power under control. 
You cannot be given to vengeance and call yourself wanting to be blessed by God because um, meekness is power, but it's power that we don't abuse. Here's an example. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21 and 22, it says this, but how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. End of quote. Let's dissect Peter's words to the first century Christians. They're being persecuted at every turn, economically, socially, ostracized, politically harassed. He says, if you've been beaten for wrong, then don't complain. You did the crime, so do the time. However, on the other hand, if you do good, you refuse to retaliate. You refuse to disavow the lordship of Jesus the Christ. If you love back on those who hate you, if you hold on to your faith, Peter says, you do heaven and yourself a great honor. Why? Because Peter says, and we know it, that's walking in the footsteps of the master. Didn't Jesus go all the way through unjust court trials, brutal beatings, horrific death? He did not say anything that would discredit the heavenly father or his holy witness. So, when you meek, your words match your ways. Uh-oh. That's what we have to work on, isn't it? We may do a right thing and then mess it up by cussing or saying something flippant afterwards. Meekness is the mindset that whispers, not screams, but whispers. If I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battle, the victory is mine. Hallelujah. Of course, of course, you got the power to lash out and even the score, but you don't. During this season on Tuesday in the Men of the Bible class here at Freedom, we call it the mob. We're reading and studying with historical context and real-life application verse by verse through the life of David. And just last week, we were in First Samuel 24, and we read and discussed how David had a chance 
that kills souls, but he spared souls life. And Saul tells him in First Samuel twenty four seventeen, now I know you are more righteous than I. David was operating in the spirit of meekness. We don't have to do everything that we're big and black and ugly enough to do. We don't have to do it. We do what pleases the Lord and honors our Christian witness. I hear these church folks say, well, I'm grown, to which I respond, shame on you for being grown, old, and not obedient. Others have told me, well, I'm my own person, to which I respond, that's the problem. You need to belong to someone who's greater and holier than you. Hallelujah. So blessed are the meek. And hear the promise. For they shall inherit the earth. Now, ultimately, we know that we're going to have dominion and rulership with the Lord Jesus in the coming kingdom. Revelations 20 and 6, that's that's future. But in the present, the Lord promises an inheritance, inheritance and allotted portion of what we shall have then in the future in its fullness. What do we inherit in a lot of portion now as we display the attitude of meekness, spiritual blessings in heavenly places with Christ. We're told that in Ephesians 1 and 3. And in First Peter chapter 1, we're told in verse 4, whereby we're given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature because we've escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, First Peter 1 and 4. So we got spiritual blessings. We're partakers of his divine nature. Those are not then promises. Those are now promises, spiritual blessings. All the good things the Lord puts in the earth realm, divine nature, he in us, in the earth realm, while we walk this tedious journey. All of that is for our uh, peace, our security, and our pleasure, and listen, our enjoyment. 
Now I must confess, I am a prosperity believer and preacher because it's Bible. Uh, we're told in John, uh, I pray that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. And all he puts here in the earth realm is for us to enjoy. Read it in First Peter chapter 6, verse 17. Now, usually the ones who criticize are the ones who grumble about giving or who are cheap with the church. The others of us, however, understand that while there's no such thing as heaven on earth, we can enjoy the good things God places here for our pleasure. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. We got rights and privileges to represent Jesus, to enjoy what he left here and to hear. Operate in faith and see faith get us results just like it got him and our ancestors results. That's part of the earth's inheritance. I mean, listen, Abraham had power. He had privileges. He had possessions. Joseph and Job. Don't forget David. And they were Old Testament. Here we are, New Covenant. And you telling me we get less? Nope. I don't believe it. Not at all. Sometimes it's difficult for us to exercise dominion thinking because we live in such a sin-bondaged world. But yet Jesus said, Blessed are the meek. Those are the ones that got my stamp of approval on it. And here's the promise. If they stay meek, if they are meek, they shall inherit the earth. So just maybe, y'all, we should be practicing in the earth for our eternal heavenly existence. I just do not believe our Lord frowns upon tithers and generous givers as they enjoy the fatness of the land. Our meekness is our mindset that leads us to manage. The day is coming when the Lord shall take the earth away from the wicked. And give it to us. Hallelujah. That does not preclude or prevent us from walking in meekness and possessing. Last thought. Wouldn't it be sad when you get your broke self to heaven and you're told that you could have enjoyed the blessings of the Lord in earth? But because you were not meek or because you were ill-informed, you missed it. Blessed are the meek, 
for they shall inherit the earth. Thus is the word of faith which I teach tonight. Hallelujah.